Hey, beautiful humans. It's time to stop sacrificing for everyone else and put you first. Are you feeling tired, stuck, or disconnected? Or maybe you're just looking to be the best version of you. I'm Mary Wong. And I'm Dr. Tanya Wild, and this is Embrace, Embrace You First, a podcast to help you thrive and not just survive. We are busy moms, successful entrepreneurs, and doctors in the field of natural medicine with over 40 years combined clinical experience. You're going to learn from our professional expertise and our juicy secrets that have helped thousands of men and women just like you. We are going to teach you practical and doable strategies on health, relationships, and career. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace you right now. Welcome back, everyone. This is part two, and we're talking about toxic load and hormone disruptors with Emma Roman. We are super excited to have you back. Emma, let's share with the world who you are, what you're doing, and we're going to just like dig deep right away. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me back. I am an environmental engineer and a mom of two. I spent a decade in the green building field, supporting uh, healthy indoor spaces and green communities. And when I had my second child, I realized the importance of taking action in our own homes. And I got very frustrated by my own research. And so I accidentally created a blog while on maternity leave with my second child as a way of bringing all of the research that I had been doing to a central place more to help sort out what was going on in my brain than anything else. Um, But I realized that a lot of other people were struggling with the same things I was. And so for the last several years, I have been um, supporting moms and moms-to-be in navigating the world of toxins and what it means to create a healthy house to support a healthy family. And we love that because here's the thing, we live in our home and we don't really think that there's toxic stuff that we're like being bombarded with, right? So you're saying, and I think you have a course on this where there's toxins or hormone disruptors in every room of your home. Can you speak to this? Yeah. And when I first started looking into this, you know, I thought I would be finding out information about carcinogens and things that exacerbated asthma because I was struggling with asthma at the time. And I didn't really understand hormones to the extent I do now or hormone disruptors. And they are what I focus on the most because hormone disruptors are everywhere. And the thing with hormone disruptors are, or is that they act in the body at much lower concentrations than other toxins. And so the general belief that you need to have a high exposure or kind of the old school environmental health study was focused on uh, occupational exposure. So like workers that were exposed to very high doses that developed cancer because of it. Um, in pesticide um, field workers, for example, or um, right, right, yeah, you know, in buildings, those sorts of things. Yes, because, you know, there was there was some research for men's sperm being like, or being more infertile, um, because they lived on and grew up on a farm. I forget what research that was. It's like, it would totally lower their sperm count. 
right? So yeah. it's totally prevalent. But of course, now um, we'd love to hear some of the key things in the home that may be surprising to us. Yeah. And I touched on it on the last episode a little bit. And because I think so many people get hung up on, oh my gosh, I have to change my mattress, but they're so expensive or, oh, I have to remodel or renovate in order to get toxins out of the home. And there are some very simple changes that you can make. And I encourage people if, if it's starting to feel overwhelming to kind of take a step back and look at, um, the things that don't cost a lot of money off the hop, at least. And I mentioned dust, um, which Tanya liked, because if you're a, already a good uh, cleaner of Duster. your home, then uh, <laughs> it's, not such a, <laughs> it's not such a big hurdle. Um, and some people, you know, don't like cleaning, but if you want uh, cheap and easy, dusting can go a long way. Dust has been shown to have um, very high concentrations of hormone disrupting chemicals. So I keep either a um, cloth or I have a lamb's wool duster just randomly. And so sometimes I'll just do a couple surfaces as I'm walking by and I don't make a big deal about it thinking that it needs to take me an hour. Um, so there's lots of things that can be overwhelming because hormone disruptors are everywhere, but there are simple things that you can do. And there's been research that shows that simple swaps can have a big impact. Like I mentioned, hormone disruptors act in very low concentrations. And so every change that you make is going to decrease your total toxic load, which we talked about in the last episode. Um, and it's going to allow your body to remove the toxins you are exposed to more effectively. And because it doesn't take a lot for hormone disruptors in particular to cause issues in the body, everything that you can do to lower is going to help. Again, the goal should not be elimination. That's impossible. Um, but there was right. one study that looked at teenage girls in the US and they had them swap out their makeup and skincare products for just three days. They looked, they took out the ones that contained um, hormone disrupting chemicals and replaced it with ones that were free from, I think it was phthalates and parabens and triclosan and maybe one other. And they noticed a 30 to 40% reduction in these chemicals after just three days of swapping out wow. their skincare. So little changes make a difference. That is the good news. So what in the study, is this like a blood test that this they're testing after it was days? the urine urine? urine. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so amazing. Their metabolites. Yeah. Do you often reference really? cosmetic database as a reference for helping people find alternative products or do you list a top three in terms yeah. of the best makeup or body products, hair? I do both. So I, I like to, you know, the phrase, um, give a man a fish and he eats for a day, teach a man a fish and he eats for a lifetime. So I like to give and teach because people like easy answers, but I think it's super important that we become more conscious consumers and understand what we're doing for our changes to be sustainable. So I do give recommended brands and um, like my, I've got a shop page on my website that has some of my favorites. And I also have resources that have 
um, lists of brands, but also how to read labels. And so I do reference um, the environmental working group Skin Deep and my favorite app is Think Dirty. Yes. They're not perfect, but they are often a good place for people to start. And I have a label reading training on my website as well that walks you through how to use them properly because again, they're databases. They need to be used with a bit of a grain of salt and some understanding of the data that goes in and the data that it's spitting out. Um, But it doesn't have to be complicated. I just like to help people use information so they can make decisions properly. No, I, I just can't get past the dust thing. Right now, just for a moment. <laughs> stuck on no, okay. no, because because you know there's a cleaning, and then there's how well how can we have less dust? Like uh, there's some things that we can do to have less dust, and then I I'm also conscious and aware of those people. We are in COVID. Some people are actually still renovating, and they're living in like crazy dust because of of yeah. you know um, renovations. So how do you address that? Yeah. So dust, there are some things that you can do to control it. So you can um, watch your humidity. And I tend to recommend keeping your humidity levels in your home between 30 and 50%. Um, There are lots of different things that play with humidity, but um, dust can form when humidity is too high. So there's that. Some things you won't be able to control, like you could live near a major road or you could live near a construction site or you could be living in a construction site, as you mentioned. So other things you can do, um, make sure that you're using a high efficiency filter if you have forced air in your home um, and that you're changing your filter out regularly. I tend to suggest that you look at it every month until you figure out what pattern you need for your own home. If you have pets or if you have a high efficiency filter, it's going to need to be replaced more frequently than if you have um, a lower efficiency filter. So at most, it's typically every season, three months, but I usually suggest looking at it every month to figure out what you need. Um, Wow. Do you recommend uh, a HEPA filter? So say high efficiency. Yeah, so the filters that go into your furnace, like those um, pleated filters, they'll have different Mm. um, efficiency ratings on them. So looking at ones that will trap um, allergens, like they have the description of what it is Mm. on the Mm. package and the more efficient ones are more expensive. Um, So it depends on what your budget will allow you to do as well. But the, the more you can get out that fine, particulate. Um, If you've got allergies, a lot of them will have like an allergen rating as well. And looking for electrostatic filters can help um, attract even more of that particulate matter too. So in terms of, you can also get a um, portable air purifier um, or air cleaner if you're suffering from health issues. I don't necessarily recommend those for everybody because the good ones again are very expensive but if you're struggling um then they are something you can look at as well love this i'm so glad i asked because this is very (laughs) insightful right because you know people will just just clean and clean and really it's all in the air and there's so much going on 
that there's not that much you can really do, right? So this in of itself is so important because I don't know about you, but how many people are like, oh, you know, I can just wait for the filter rate. I'd like to change the filter because they're costly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, now we can shift our perspective and say, wow, we are going to, you know, uh, invest in changing out the filters more because this is an investment for our health and our well-being in the long term. Yeah. And by, I mean, when you keep your filter in too long, it gets clogged. So theoretically, it's not allowing as much to pass through. So maybe it's like extra filtering, but it's also not allowing as much air through. And so mm. one of the biggest and easiest things you can do is just to get more fresh air in your home because your home, um, especially in the winter, when it's all closed up, is actually more polluted than outside air. And so the more you can bring in fresh air into your home, again, free, easy thing to do. I know in winter it's hard because it's cold, but some people open their windows for five minutes a day, even in the winter, just to flush it out. Um, And so with those um, high efficiency filters, if you don't change them as regularly, like if you're switching from a low efficiency to a high and you don't change it out as much, you can also burn out your furnace fans, which right. causes okay. more maintenance issues and is more expensive down the line. So lots of things to think about, but yes, it is worth changing your filter more regularly. Absolutely. So it's like, you know, choose what you're going to be frugal with. Yes. So this is not the option, I think. And and then to add to that is, yes, open up the window through the house, but just get outside too. Yes. Just bundle up and get outside. So now on to you, Dr. Tanya, what did you want to ask? So, <laughs> Sorry. For about sure. that. No worries. And actually I just wanted to make a comment, kind of a joke that I always say, OTW open the window is your best air freshener <laughs> rather than using the chemical air fresheners to try and clean up the smell. Like do not use those products. Those can definitely go out, but what is the best way? Cause we're, you know, we're talking about all this dust that are, that's in the house and I personally switch to those uh, water cleaners that kind of clean up the dust and um, uh, rather than, you know, the mops that have the chemical smells, but a lot of people use those mops with the, you know, the little attachment that has that lovely odorous chemical soup smell. So tell us about cleaners. What's the best way that we can like not completely waste the money we've spent, but swap out and uh, use clean products to clean our home. Yeah, so for most consumable products, I do recommend, you know, use up what you've got and have a plan in place to replace them with healthier options so that when you run out, you're not just running over to the drugstore in a panic because you don't have any more dish soap or toilet cleaner or whatever you're trying to do. Um, And looking at your cleaning products is important. Um, Research has shown that using products, both regular and green cleaners, um, increase the VOC concentration, the volatile organic concentration, um, volatile organic compound concentration in your air during as and after cleaning. And conventional cleaners contain ingredients that don't need to be listed on the label. Um, Unfortunately, unlike body care products, which do need ingredients listed, cleaners do not. And so not only is it contributing to poor indoor air quality, but you don't necessarily know what's in it. And often conventional cleaners will include um, ingredients like fragrance, which um, can be very irritating for some people, but it can also contain chemicals that will cause sensitivities down the line. Um, preservatives like 
methyl isothiazolinone, which I talk about a fair bit because it is a sensitizing ingredient that you might not react to it right away, but you can build up an intolerance over time and disinfectants, which everybody mm. is uh, looking at. Yes, we're right all now. using now. And yeah. especially at our clinic, we're using it all the time. And so that's, that's disconcerting to me. So it's funny, right? Because when this all was happening, I'm like, okay, well, we're doing all that we can for the PPE and protocols and stuff. I was less worried about the COVID than I was with the actual disinfectants because they're so strong. And there are, <laughs> there are some safer disinfectants that can be used. And I think looking at choosing um, disinfectants wisely in healthy homes, we don't need to be disinfecting every surface. In a medical clinic, you're looking at a different scenario. And yes, occasional exposure to some of these things is fine. You're going to be exposed to some of this stuff along the way. And we are in a pandemic. Our baseline is not the same as a normal day, right? So I think, you know, there's a lot of um, panic and freaking out on both sides about what we're exposed to, but there is a balance. So with disinfectants, um, you can still avoid fragrance. You can avoid bleach. Um, there are products that are hydrogen peroxide based that are approved by Health Canada and the EPA to be effective against COVID. So there are safer options out there that are effective. And I think that's one of the big misconceptions is, oh, I want to use green cleaners, but they don't work or they're not going to keep my house clean. And so many people think that clean is that fake smell to Tanya's point that the conventional cleaners make us think that we need. Um, but your house does not have to smell to be clean. And it's quite the opposite. So um, it takes a bit of a mindset shift because so much of so much of what we do is what we grew up with or what we've been conditioned to believe from um, marketing. And so sometimes it just starts with the trusting that actually soap is an effective cleaner. You don't need yeah. a whole bunch of other junk in it. And I use Castile yes. soap um, to as the soap that I use in my all-purpose cleaners and my bathtub cleaner and everything. And it's, it's soap, soap does a good job at what it's supposed to do. You don't need a whole bunch of extra things. So in fact, more effective to wash your hands for hand than washing, using yes. a disinfectant, yes. right? Because that just spreads the virus using a disinfectant. I'm still confused as to why we use that in um, personally in grocery stores. And it's like, is it really doing anything? Or are we just kind of ruining our hands and cracking them and making us more susceptible? I don't know the answer <laughs> to that question. <laughs> you know, like it, it makes more sense just to make sure our hands are washed and, you know, when we get home and not to touch our faces. But I don't know how, if you could speak to that or if you have no comments. <laughs> yeah. Again, I think with the, with the pandemic, I mean, um, a lot of the, uh, hand sanitizers are alcohol based, which, you know, it, is it going to be drying for your skin and all that stuff? Yes. It's annoying to have to use all the time. Um, the biggest issue with hand washes that like a lot of people have switched to disinfectant hand washes at home even, and that yeah. contains, um, antibacterial ingredients like triclosan, which is banned actually in the U S for hand washes, but not Canada interestingly enough, and it's a hormone disruptor. Wow. Um, you don't need it. 
plain soap and water, like the FDA, if there has ever yes. been a organization that um, surprisingly, <laughs> you, you know, they're not exactly known for being um, uh, on the kind of natural bandwagon, um, but they have been saying for a very long time that soap and water is your best um, defense and you don't need antibacterial soap. Thank you. Thank you. That is so, so, so important because people are so addicted to the hand sanitizers. And I get that, you know, when you're out and there's nothing, no other choice, then you can use it, but for sure. are like using it like crazy. So thank you for addressing this. And I see that we're kind of running out of time again. We could just talk to you all day. There's just so much to cover, right? Yeah. So interesting. I've learned so much already. And I think that let's let's leave it off. And then maybe, you know, one day we'll have you back on and we'll grab some more. And But to close off, um, is there any one last words of wisdom you want to share with everyone before we ask you about you? I think the important thing to remember is that addressing toxins absolutely does matter. There is very credible science behind it and it's important to take action. Um, and if you're feeling overwhelmed, I have loads of resources. Um, I've got free downloads on how to reduce your toxic load. I've got resources on a room by room hormone disruptor checklist and loads of stuff on my website because I know how important this is and I don't want you to feel like you have to do it alone or um, feel totally panicked about everything. So love it. Thank you. And you've created uh, online courses. So, uh, you know, you have to check that out too. And it doesn't break the bank and it's just an investment in your health. So thank you for creating this content for everyone to um, get access to. So important. Thank you. And how did you fill your teacup this week? This week was a very hard week. So I will use an example, not from this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. perfect. That is very I realistic. Love authenticity. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I'm trying to get better at um, going outside and it's easier for me to do when the kids are in their normal routine and whatnot, but when they're home all the time um, and I'm trying to work and parent at the same time, it's uh, easier to get distracted. So definitely outside time, even in this kind of crazy chaos is something that uh, feeds my soul. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emma. Thanks for having so, me. Yes. And you know, guys, if you want to subscribe to our Apple podcast, please do so. DM us with a screenshot by uh, giving us a five-star rating, comment, screenshot, DM us, and we will pick a winner at the end of the month. 30 minutes of free consultation with either Dr. Tanya Wild or myself, and you are set to go. Thanks, guys. Till next time. Thank you for joining us. Click subscribe, like, and share. Please comment and suggest topics you want us to cover. Until next time, ask yourself how you're going to embrace you first today. For more podcasts, check out embraceyoufirst.com. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.